0: Jamil, Justin. Yes, sir. All right. We are here. This is a Go Home Heat podcast. You'll hear an intro in a moment. Fellas, all we're going to talk about is female wrestling because it's Mother's Day. And a couple years ago, I thought we were in a golden era of women's wrestling. And I think right now we are in a reboot of that era. And I feel like we are about to get better than we've ever had it. Because what what I believed happened, and we'll get into it more afterwards, is all we had for a little bit was everything built around horsewomen. And we saw those matchups a million times and they were fantastic. But they, they were fighting each other from NXT on to WrestleMania. And then we had Rhea, Bianca join that mix, but we still had not had the rest of the world catch up or maybe stardom was ahead and we didn't know because there wasn't a spotlight on it we're going to get into all of that after this welcome to go home heat a wrestling podcast here at go home heat our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form an art form dating back to zeus featuring lincoln and a bear and peeking with robocop and sting in the words of xavier woods the last form of theater in the round and now, go home heat. Okay, I want to talk about women in a historical perspective. I want to talk about women's wrestling in general. And I want to talk about where we think this all goes. I think Sasha going to New Japan opens up wrestling for everybody in a way it hadn't before.
1: New Japan has a female division
0: now. Right. The Japan didn't have a female division.
1: They had no idea. I think DBT, maybe. There were some, some other stardom over there there's lots there's women's wrestling but in but New Japan didn't do women's wrestling and now New Japan is doing women's
0: wrestling that is a huge point you have stardom existed but let's face it if a show exists but it's not the biggest company and therefore when you think of New Japan when you think of Japanese wrestling you think of New Japan yep. if you're, if the women's division isn't acknowledged over there, except for the separate thing, I think we can all agree there's no such thing as separate but equal. Not really. It just doesn't exist. Funding doesn't happen that way. I feel like Sasha going over there, I have already seen an importance in it rise. Some of the matches have been great. I assume she negotiated the belt when she went over. I thought it was interesting and very uh, adult to allow them to get the belt off of her pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Could be that she's got to slide in and out to other places, which would be great for pro wrestling, especially women as well, if she becomes this uh, female Kenny Omega that goes in and out of different organizations and collects belts. I think that would be cool. I think that people sleep on Impact, which has been since it was the knockouts division, it has been a strong division for women. Did you guys... um
1: I'll tell you who screwed that up for impact. They had probably one of the best women's divisions in wrestling for a while. And then one person brought such bad press on their women's division, it almost choked it out, just about. Tessa
0: Tess- Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard. So right. They,
1: she was about to be the next Superstar, and when you crash and burn like that,
0: buddy. All right, do you guys remember how crazy that day was? Like she's wrestling for the title, title to be the first woman to become everything. And earlier that day, it felt like we found out she had dropped the N word on people backstage. She had uh, behaved incredibly poorly uh, towards people in victory scenarios. And belittled them. I went from wanting her to win the title to never wanting to see her again and the match hadn't happened yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, what a fall from grace. It was crazy. And nobody will touch her now. No. And you are right. They had to reboot and they did it with Deanna Prazo. They, uh, I saw some, and I almost sent it to y'all. It
1: was a wrestling promo for some indie show. And it was like, she was on it. Alberto Del Patron was on it. Marty Skull was on it. What's his name with The Talking Penis was on it. It was like the Me Too uh pay-per-view or something <laughs> like that. It was everybody who'd gotten cut for being horrid was on this one show. And I was like, damn dog.
0: Yeah. This new,
1: recent. This is like all of them since then. It's like golly.
0: The title was Don't Bring Your Kids don't bring your kids this is not family (laughs) Uh, okay who do we think is the most important female wrestler of all time Jamil would you like
1: to go first
2: I have two like because because it literally is a tie for me it's it's a tie um Alondra Blaze Mm -hmm. and Mercedes Monet okay Alondra Blaze and Mercedes Monet. Alondra Blaze without Alondra Blaze, the Monday Night Wars do not start.
0: Right.
2: Right. Yeah. The moment she leaves WWE and goes to Nitro and holds the WWE or WWL at the time women's title in her hand and throws it in the trash can, that it.
0: That kicked everything off. Tell, me this, off. tell me this before you get to Monet. Mm-hmm. If Blaze doesn't dump that in the garbage can, does the Montreal screw job happen? No. No.
2: Because Vince <laughs> because and Brett had a good enough relationship that... Before that, Vince had enough belief in Brett that
0: he wouldn't have pulled pulled that. Vince literally told Brett, I don't have enough money to pay you what I promised I'd pay you. Go get a better deal. Yeah. Then Medusa, Alondra, dumps that belt in a garbage can and Vince cannot take that chance. Vitz cannot take that chance. You are very right on that. Now, now why Monet? She is the best in ring worker out
2: of the four horsewomen, and she took a chance on she took a chance on life, and said, "I don't need the WWE; they need me," and she left. And. I've seen on social media, everyone say, uh, like, she left, she's not going to do anything, she's not going to be as successful as she was when she was in the WWE, they literally put the belt on, they literally put the New Japan Pro Wrestling women's belt on her in her first match, let her carry carry it for three months, and it's like, the, the, the woman who... The woman who just beat her for the belt is now going to be looked at as a credible threat in 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 the the stardom New Japan women's division. And but at the same time, in just that in just that two and a half three month run that she had with the belt, she made their women's division be as credible as the WWE women's division.
0: To piggyback on that, one quick factoid, or I believe it's a factoid. She wins the belt. They announced the wrestling and tickets go on sale for the Cow Palace. There was one match that was announced. It sold out. They didn't need a second match to be confirmed. For, That's important. To, for it to sell out. Now, it, I do believe it had to be over here, but it doesn't matter. That's still selling out an Arena. With your name on the moniker, which is what they always said, you know, when they, whether they're talking about Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, the Rockstone Cold, can you fill the building? Can you put butts in seats? Right. I remember, this is a funny, this is off topic a little, but they asked the drummer Matt Soren, what's the difference between touring with Axl Rose, who's a famously a pain in the butt to work with, or Scott Weiland, who's famously a pain in the butt to work with? He said, when Axel's name's on the marquee, the building's usually sold out. That's the difference between working with the two of them. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing. Justin, who do you think? Okay. Oh, my before bad. Go ahead. Oh, before that, one last thing. What is the
2: common denominator for every first women's match of its kind?
0: Dominator. Sasha Banks.
2: First Iron Women first Iron match to ever happen in WWE.
0: Yep. She was
2: in it. First, first Hell in a Cell match that ever happened between women in WWE. She was in it. Mm-hmm. First black woman to main event, WrestleMania. It was two of them, but she was one of
0: them. Also, one of the greatest Monday Night Raw matches is the one with Charlotte and her, where they wrestle all over the building. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was
2: literally, and that was literally, because I I did research, that was literally only the second time ever that women had ever main evented Monday Night Raw.
0: Going back to Lita and Trish. Mm Mm-hmm. That's something. And if you look at the list of greatest wrestling matches by females in WWE history, and you pull her name out of it, it's a real short list. It's a short. List. <laughs> and she
2: and most Sasha Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Monet is the greatest in ring
0: worker ever in any women's division. Period. <laughs> no, not giving you that. Okay, well go ahead. Then it's your turn to jump in. Yeah, I, I
1: love her, and she's on my route Rushmore. But she's the most. She's the one with the most exposure. I'll say that. I think there's some of the Japanese ladies that, you know.
0: Oh, like uh, Toyota? My-
1: Toyota, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're talking like. Some I, I real would. That, that, make, that legitimized a lot of the women's wrestling stuff as far as they look just as solid. Look at Asuka. Look at Asuka. Look at. The, uh- look at. E- that's, that level of wrestling is, is rare. Now, WWE has caught up, I would argue, but I think they were a little ahead of the game. And as far as, you know, I think she's like Elvis. She took the other people's music. And, you know, mercedes Monet is a little elvis Took other people's music
0: and played it. Well, I, May- can I jump in? I, I yeah. would say it's a little more like the Rolling Stones in that... She left, she took time Oh well, she took her ball and went home. No. The first time she took her ball, went to Japan and trained. Yes. She let everybody know she was training. She gave kudos to them. Second time she took her ball, went to Mexico and trained. Right? She She... and trained with the masters, which is the best
1: kind of thing you can do. Uh, and I think she will go down probably by the end of her career, possibly, as the greatest, like the Shawn Michaels of women's wrestling. Yeah. Or Shawn Michaels, the, you know, mercedes Monet of male wrestling, whatever way you want to go with that. Uh, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to say, the one I have to, to really give a lot of credit to is Lita. Because there, we were in dark times there with women's wrestling, man it was gravy matches and brawn panties matches and who can embarrass themselves in most matches mm-hmm. and comes out there and she hits Hurricane Vadas and she's doing moonsaults and all of a sudden it's like oh no, she's not a women's wrestler she's a wrestler right. and she's as good as anybody else you can ask to come out there and she's gonna man that, I think her and then Tripp Cratus I've got to give her so much credit. He was one of the ones who was brought in to be a Barbie doll for Vince. Because, you know, Trish is Vince's ideal. Sable, Trish Stratus, Vince has a very narrow thing of what he thinks the women are attractive and and what he wants to push.
0: Vince is narrow in general. Instead of
1: being happy with that and just riding with that, she's like, no, I think I'll become a spectacular wrestler and show that it doesn't have to, you can start one place and end up a completely different place. So, I don't know about the best, but I think those two trailblazers really changed the face of women's wrestling, especially in the WWE because that was, like, you always point out, man, that's kind of the, the big the, t- the torchbearer. You can be great in other places and be great, but it only when it comes to WWE is it, like,
0: real. Right. It's like it used to be with New York. Yeah. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere type thing. Did you have a set? Are you, are you just going with Trish and Lita, Justin? And it's for,
1: for... I mean, I've got to give Oscar, a nod, too. Just because she's so much different than anything else you'll see in the ring. As far as her striking, her take... Like, she makes it look like it hurts buddy you don't get she's spectacular so she's probably Absolutely. my favorite but that's a personal taste thing I don't think that makes her the best that just makes her my personal favorite
0: like one of
2: the who. I it was one of the few women's wrestlers that I kept up with outside of outside of W W E.
0: without
2: doubt she was coming I was just like I was like oh it's it's like this is about to be a whole problem. I was like, I was like, cause now they just, now they want to take their women's division, whether through NXT or WWE and just take
1: it and turn the knob up. And you I- saw that when she got over there, when they got some of those Japanese strong style females over there, the whole product started getting better. They started getting, putting it in tighter. They started being more sharp. And that's just the iron
0: Shark's iron. When Triple H was told he was losing to horsewomen at NXT, he told Vince, okay, just leave me Asuka. That's all you need to know. Mm -hmm. You can have the four of the top women to ever do this. Leave me Asuka, I'll figure it out. Yeah, and he figured it out. And Vince Mm -hmm. thinks what's crazy is Hunter, you know you could say that's the difference between Hunter and Vince right there? Vince has seen Asuka for years and thought she doesn't speak good enough English to be the champ. And Hunter said, that's cool, leave me Asuka, I can build a whole division around her. Yeah. Did the same thing with EO. Take what you want, leave me Ea. I'll get it figured out. I'll get it figured out. You know, and I feel like now that he's taking
2: creative over, that that's what he's about to do in in what we call the, the Triple H era. I mean, EO had an incredible match with Bianca Belair at Backlash, and now Bianca's about to go into this program with Oscar, and
0: it's just like, yeah. Okay, now that's a great, great pivot. Who are the top five women's wrestlers in the world currently?
1: Bianca Belair has got to be up there. I think Bianca Belair is going to end up being, arguably, could be a transitional kind of superstar. That, like where she brings so much attention, you know, like that she's going to be bigger than wrestling at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. She's so amazing to me. Right and what she, able is so amazing to me.
1: It just almost feels like wrestling's almost too small for her. I
0: I compared her to Cena in a lot of ways, but that was due to her strength factor. Here's the difference between her and Cena. Cena right out the shoot immediately due to the rap thing that he started with, had haters. Bianca has (laughs) no one that hates her. What? I thought you were gonna say street cred. It's so much street cred. You know that that thing where you wear a different jersey in every town. Everybody thinks that's legit. Everybody loves that. Nobody thinks, oh my god, he's wearing a different jersey in every town. What a kiss up. But first of all, to be fair, I liked that. I always thought it was cool because it'd always be a throwback jersey, and you go, oh, that's right. You know, Eric Dickerson was dope. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But Nobody hates Bianca. Nobody thinks poorly of Bianca. She is whether you she's your favorite or not, if you don't want her to win, it's because Asuka's your favorite. And I think that Bianca can just blow up so much further than she's similar to Cena in me that she's physically overwhelming and you can do incredible things. Like you could put like you could put the big show on Cena's shoulders and you could put three ladies on Bianca's shoulders. Oh, Otis on Otis on her shoulders, right? She walks her. But other than that, she's easily more likable universally. And I think that that's, uh, I don't think you can teach that. I think that happens when you smile. I don't have her in my top five, but I have an arrow on her going up because I feel like the last couple of years, the best matches have had her in it. And I feel like the, the other folks that just got split up. Because I have EO, through Oscar through the Horsewomen, and then her. She's still learning. To her credit, though, she's ahead of Cena on that learning how to do it pace, too. Because she's already in those great matches. And yeah. she's a big part of them. Like, what she did with, with EO in that last match. Yeah, was EO doing special stuff? Sure. But that's part of it, too, is somebody that can make that happen. Rhea's already way ahead of that in that aspect of the game of somebody her age, too. And the beautiful thing about Rhea and Bianca is that they have the potential to be kind of a Batista Cena thing. Except both of them have pseudo-Lucha things that they can do. Especially Rhea. And both of them are physically capable of being the base with with bigger people. For those fancy moves. And let's just face it. A lot of guys that are muscle guys can't, either can't do it or nobody can hold them when they do it. Maybe Brian Cage can do all that stuff. Alright, who's going to stand there while he can ride us on him? He's going to break somebody's neck. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter that he can do it. Whereas Rhea and Bianca can literally perform whatever you want them to perform. And they're strong enough to do it. It's, they are the future of pro wrestling. If yes. you know they're physically different than every other wrestler right now, including the yeah. men. They're they're incredible, you know. And EO is, she's kind of like Rey Mysterio right now. And if they keep them together, it's it's magic, they you know.
1: Jellytown.
0: Yeah, and I, I go back with EO to that match she had with Penta. No, I was thinking about that, too, dude. If you haven't seen that, the Dark Triad match. Yeah, Goog- Google That's Lucha me. Underground. Dude. Google Lucha Underground Dark Triad. And watch Penta beat the holy stew out of Io Shirai. And she hangs in there, bro. Like a she champ. Now, hey, go watch Oscar Minenora
1: Suzuki.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I got hit like she got hit in that match. I would be in a coma. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. Now, who who you got for the best couple wrestlers in the world, Jamil?
2: Mercedes. Charlotte. Bianca. Becky.
0: Bailey. That's my five. Right. Now... What do we think... Okay, first of all, before we pivot, what Becky Lynch has done in pro wrestling is incredible. She went from, oh, yeah, she's a horsewoman, to, well, she's stone cold. (laughs) Yes, she did. And still kind of is able to build rivalries out of thin air, which is what you want to wrestle. She's Seth. They're They're the same. Seth's a little better in the ring, She's probably a little better on a stick. It's just Seth found this niche, right? Um, right. But she's the same I, thing. I just said finally, but it took him a while. Right. She's way better talking than he is. Oh, God, yeah. You know, uh, uh, but that's okay because he's pretty dang good too. Um, but I don't think you can have a conversation about women's wrestling and leave her out because she's the one that made. They wouldn't got. Ronda Rousey, they went and got I mean, they had Charlotte, but they had the spotlight on Charlotte, and they thought this is what can give us a Wrestlemania main event and Becky shot through there and was like no, no this is what gives you a main event, this is your Daniel Bryan, this is your Kofi Kingston this is your Eddie Guerrero winning it at the end of Mania, this is your genuine moment that you could not get with either Rhea or Charlotte because it wasn't organic. If Ronda retains,
2: then it's, oh, it's Ronda Rousey. Like, if Charlotte wins, then it's, oh, that's expected because that's Starter. But mm-hmm.
0: Right, right. Now, um, I made a list here. I don't know how many names it is. I have Jade Cargill as my, like, I think she's going, she has that star power. She's the future, I think. God,
1: if they were getting that belt off of her and get her in some real matches, yeah. I think they are choking her to death. It, it drives me nuts. I just want to go shake somebody so bad because I think they are squandering her with that belt and not having her. Man, the best thing they could have had was Ty Valkyrie take that belt off of her and have her go wrestle for the, like, They've
0: got her off in this little corner here where she doesn't even interact with the rest of the women's division. Right. It, oh. Right. I, I feel your anger there. Jamie Hayter, I think, is moving up. I think she has pivoted. That whole AEW women's division seemed, uh, what's wrong? When you watched yes. every match, you were like, what's wrong? I don't, I like her. I like her. I don't understand why I don't love this. And yeah. she has brought a physicality to the division that, Ch- changes the way they wrestle, even when she's not in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say anything negative about women's wrestling right now, so I'm not going to discuss Saraya. I mean,
2: I I will though.
0: Saraya is
2: supposed. Saraya was supposed to do for AEW what Mercedes Monet did for the New Japan Pro Wrestling women's division. That's what she was supposed to do. It was she was supposed to give it some. She was supposed to give it some mainstream credibility. And the booking is just
0: But dark. here's the thing. Not everybody can be left to their own vices. Paige was is on the short list of women that changed pro wrestling forever. Mm-hmm. She is evidently not a writer. No. And her and Tony have not come up with something that feels original.
1: No, they just rewrote the outsider. WO. And they're doing it twice on the same episode. That's what's really annoying me. They're running the spot line in two places on the same episode and expect me not to
0: notice. And yeah. if you're <laughs> if you're gonna pick a name, don't pick the name of one of the greatest musical groups in the history of music, Outkast Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you ain't big boy and you dang sure ain't Andre. Okay, Uh, I love Jordani Grace. I love Deanna Perrazzo. I love Naomi. I think that that's going to be fun with that there. I'm glad Naomi found a home that she likes. I'm glad she found a home that loves women's wrestling. And I hope that she can bring more views to that company. I feel like they have Dude, to me, Jordani Grace is. She is not Rhea and Bianca, but she is similar in what she yes. can do. She can bring a China-like quality to your division. And I've heard I've heard rumblings that maybe she gets out, and maybe does bodybuilding or, or something like that, which is good for her if she does. But if she doesn't, it would be interesting in a division with Gonzalez with Ria, with Bianca, uh with Dewdrop. Yes, if you were to put her in a division like that, it would be kinda crazy. Right? Yeah. I could see a Willow Nightingale excelling in a division like that. I feel like she's got something that says, I'm going to be be more than I am. Mia Tani, I'm sure I butchered her name. She was wonderful in the matches I saw her in the match I saw her in with Sasha. I think she's got it going. Britt Baker. Where does she stand in all of this? Because I don't really have her in my list of great wrestlers, but I do think she's a presence.
1: I think she's coming up. I think, you know, the next year will be very telling. She may be able to work her way in there. Because she's she's vastly improved her game in the last year and a half. I mean, 180 degrees. So... You don't even know
0: what her top end is because she's changed so much lately. Right? And she's in a weird spot because she started at the top. Yeah, right. And that's why she got the backlash. And now you see the AEW wants her as a baby face. And I don't know how that works with Hater. I, I assume that means at some point Hater has to become a heel, which with her being the most physical person in the division... Her being a heel kind of excites me a little bit. Oh, yeah. I like she's that. Better.
1: She's a natural heel. But she's a fun baby face,
0: but a natural heel. All right. Let's put a bow on this conversation. What's a matchup you want to see at any pay-per-view this year? Mercedes versus Soraya at Forbidden Door. Boy, that would, that would pivot Paige, wouldn't it? Soraya, it would pivot her if you got that matchup. I, I agree. I agree. I would like. I hate to piggyback, but I would like Hater versus uh Monet. I haven't seen that. I want Rhea and Bianca at WrestleMania. I don't care. Take the belt off Rhea, figure it out. Put them at WrestleMania against each other. I've seen them do this at the NXT level. I want to see them do it in front of a hundred thousand people. Justin, you I got want, one? I want Oscar
1: EO. But two out of three Falls match or something like that where I get like 30, 45 minutes of ridiculousness.
0: You know who doesn't want Oscar EO? Who that? Anybody else on that card. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> who, who's, going to, who's going to
2: want to come out after
0: that? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Oscar EO is scheduled like in the middle of the card and they say this is Deshaun Michaels, right? They say, Hey, you guys got seven minutes. And he goes, How are we gonna do this in seven minutes? And Asuka says, We're not going on last. That means we have as much time as we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do? Look, Brock's on this card. They can figure out a thirty second match. This isn't gonna be all <laughs> We can take their time. Whatever Brock's time. He won't even be mad because Brock wants to get back into escalate and get the heck out of here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <He's spotted. laughs> right, right. Okay, I think women's wrestling is in a great spot. I don't think that I've told you guys my Nitro story from last week when, when you guys told yours. Okay. Is it cool if I tell you my Nitro story? Yeah. Okay. In a time before Peacock, in a period after closed-circuit television, a billionaire named Ted bought a wrestling co- company on a whim and let his frenemy, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, No, he was in the wrestling business. He emboldened an oddly good-looking wrestling commentator, personality, and producer named Eric Bischoff with a blank checkbook. Bischoff took the then-WWF head-on by going opposite the nationally syndicated Monday Night Raw. Bischoff bolstered his his roster with a top-tier aging talent. A Camelot was born where top guys all had creative control and cruiserweights tag teams, and show air, um, Nitro Girls would entertain us. Promising WrestleMania-style main events for free, Bischoff's WCW flagship show sailed to 83 weeks at number one. Six, eight, 10 million viewers watched some form of wrestling every Monday night. Eventually, it all came crashing down as non-wrestling minds and Vince Russo infiltrated the Nitro programming. But before it's ultimate passing, a generation was forever changed by the battles we observed from 7 to 9, then 7 to 10 on TNT, where once the big boys played in a live-action drama. These are fan accounts. They are not exact. They are memories, which are perfect in their imperfections. Thank you very much. Okay, so, as we've discussed many times on the show, at one time I was a drunk. I'm Sober, 20-something years now. But, in this day, Nitro, September 7-ish, 1998. Me, other bartenders I worked with, and one young lady who was a wrestling fan that was a waitress there who who, who created her own sign, Little Sexy, went to the Nitro show. Four foot two she was, so fair enough, she was. Okay. To your point on the other episode, Jamil, at that point, wrestling was more than a wrestling show. Nitro was more than a wrestling show. The only people there that watched pro wrestling in my group, of the five of us or so that went, was me and Little Sexy. Nobody else watched wrestling. That they were there to go see the circus. They were there to see the show. And when we get there, the and I've re-watched the show, so this is going to be a mix of my memory and what happened. But the... Under the current running through the show was that the Ultimate Warrior was Batman. Right? It starts out, the TV screens come up, and there's like this weird cameraman running through the hallway type scene where the camera's going up and down all crazy. They go into Hogan's dressing room, and the wall has been spray-painted with a black version of Warrior's mask with OWN in the middle, spray-painted and the first word you hear is the disciple screaming at Hogan he's invisible. And Hogan goes, "What do you mean he's invisible?" And then they start yelling and they start to head out to the ring. "How could the warrior invade my dressing room, blah blah blah." They storm towards the ring. Virgil meets him in the hallway and is like, "Oh my god, they've they've, they've beaten up Norton and somebody else and the ambulance is taking away somebody to uh West Florida Hospital, I guess, right? And so then he gets to the ring and he goes crazy, and it's it's screaming. He's really in form, and everybody in the crowd is just eating up how he's screaming. You're not gonna get to me. I've got the disciple and the giant to protect me from you. And it's just odd play for a guy that's supposed to be the the toughest heel in the world, right? You're never gonna yeah. get to me. And then, but the people were just eating it up. He winds up being the centerpiece of the show, kind of. It was on the anniversary of when Kevin Nash does the Arn Anderson impression after Arn retires. It's the one year anniversary. So that's the other thing under it. They keep going back to how it's the one year anniversary. Everybody's uncomfortable. Malenko's a horseman. He's wrestling Mr. Perfect later on in a steel cage. The payoff for that is they have this great match. This is what you're talking about when you say, hey, it wasn't wrestling fans watching. You had good wrestling matches throughout it. You know, Jericho wrestled during the show. But what everybody pops for, you have Malenko, Mr. Perfect, it's fantastic. Nobody pops for that. What they pop for is when Rude and Stevie Ray get ready to enter the cage and kill Malenko. Arn comes down, throws three of the worst punches I've ever seen, clears the building. Everybody pops for Arn right? It's it's the way the wrestling was, and you can understand why Bischoff wrote his shows for these moments. You know how every episode ends in a smudge, right? It, it's because the crowd's going crazy, but after a while, you start to realize, as a person who watches every week, it's different than the live show. You, you start to go, well, I never do get a finish to any of the matches I like. You know, the promising of this main event, what winds up happening, there? the under, undercurrent, how many times have we seen Kevin Nash beg DDP to join his club? DDP's in the ring. He's like, "Hey, I don't want to join your club, Kevin." The, the War Games is coming up. They've totally changed the way War Games is. It's not a submission match anymore. It's first person to get pinned. You know, first person with a pin wins. They're trying to get Paige in the club, and he's like, "I don't trust you, Kevin. Why would I ever trust you? You Jackknife powerbombed me not that long ago." you know a year and Lex Luger of all people comes out to tell Paige you can trust him right and he's like why would I trust you and so Stinger comes out and Sting like has the worst Sting is the worst judge of character in the history of pro wrestling and his answer to Paige as to why I should trust you is I've been jacked Literally, I've been powerbombed by Kevin, and there's no problems here. Does that sound like a solution?
2: Yes, that, was, that, was his, that was his reason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so then they're going to have a tag team match with Piper, who doesn't even want to be in a, a match with them all. And Piper comes out, and he goes, hey, this is stupid. This isn't a team sport. Like, literally, this match is for who wrestles Goldberg. By the way, Goldberg has a match against some dude, and everybody pops like crazy for four minutes. And I'm literally telling you, from the time they hit his music to the end of the match was four Four minutes. minutes. Right. Didn't you have a match? They promised me Lex, Stinger, or Nash versus Piper Page. Guess what doesn't happen? That match. Nah, it's like six, maybe three minutes of actual match time. And then, you know, it all breaks down. Of course, Paige gets power bombed. Why wouldn't he have trusted Kevin? He throws his uh, red shirt, red, because it's uh, NWO red or Wolfpack. Red pack. And he throws his red shirt on top of him. Boom. Hogan marches to the ring. They look under the ring because that's where Warrior must be. Mind you, somewhere in somewhere in there. The disciple gets tied upside down and hanged from the roof of Hogan's office. Batman, I told you, Warrior's Batman. He's vengeance, <laughs> right? Right. And so then they Hogan gets <laughs> in the ring and he's screaming and hollering and hooting and he's like, Warrior, you know, you can't ever take me. I've got my giant, my giant. You can't do anything. They bring the steel cage back down to surround. And now I'm thinking they didn't even have the steel cage there for the match before. This, The whole steel cage was just to give Warrior a chance to be magical. And the the, the thing comes down. Smoke goes up. Giant is laid out cold. We don't see what happens. Warrior's sitting in a chair inside the ring. Who would have thought that that was what was going to happen? Hogan <laughs> is petrified. He hits... Warrior with a different chair. He scurries away. Warrior is left. You know he's put his duster on top of Giant because, by the way, that duster is fabulous. Fabulous. It is six and a half feet long, and it is airbrushed the entire thing.
1: Warrior was single-handedly keeping the airbrush industry.
0: He and Rob Van Dam. He and Rob Van Dam act like they don't have anything in common. Literally, they had an airbrush guy on speed yes. dial. <laughs> okay, yes, but definitely with right?
1: And, and you're, you gotta remember too—that's when Warrior was doing the Warrior comic book. So the Batman thing makes even more sense. And if you ever want to lose brain cells, yes. Go try to read the Warrior comic book. Right. It It, it is a living example of that uh, Billy Madison thing. You know, the whole, I award you no points and may God have mercy on oh, your soul. <laughs> <laughs> now, nowhere in that wandering diatribe did you ever approach anything resembling a coherent thought. I mean, it is, it is nonsensical.
0: I feel... I feel like Warriors comic book is going to become an undercurrent of our podcast. It should, should, right? I mean, that's the thing. But also, I feel like Christopher Nolan had to have watched this episode and decided, I've got to find Christian Bale and make history. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But to Bischoff's defense... As a person who went with a ton of non-wrestling fans, they were completely blown away and pleased by what oh, yeah. they had seen. You had, you know, if that if that building holds eight, nine thousand, ten thousand people, nobody left disappointed. And there was, you know, you know when when um, the cruiserweights are wrestling, Hoovy Juice, and uh, I think it was Gar Garza was wrestling. It was fantastic, but nobody was nobody did anything until Hoobie just hit the finisher. They just sat there. Now, don't get me wrong. When Mysterio or Eddie or somebody like that was in the ring, they could usually win the crowd over. But the people were paying to see older, long-in-the-tooth guys wrestle. And eventually, that's what got Eric. The only organic guy was Paige. Goldberg was different, right? He signs Goldberg, and I don't. It was. He didn't do that. The people saw Goldberg hit hit a spear, and and they fell in love with it. And it had something to do with the fact that it's a Southern company, and Goldberg was an All American football player, and he had the look, and he was big. But I don't think I can give Eric Bischoff credit for that. I think that was just I think that's just something that happened, right? i have never, never,
2: never given I'm never giving Eric Bischoff credit for Goldberg. Like I I never did, and it, and it's only because of the reason that you brought up. Also, it's like. Goldberg was a uh, was an organic deal because
0: you could still do the whole oh he's going to do a winning
2: streak type of thing but if the fans aren't into it it's going to be killed after like maybe 40 It's going to be killed after maybe 30 or 40 wins.
1: Mhm.
0: Right. And we'll get into more of like that Goldberg thing but Paige Paige to me is his own episode of our podcast. And Paige, to me, is something that they did. You could see his character morph. And the reason why I say Bischoff had something to do with that is they were neighbor. And they would drink beer in the afternoons and discuss the character. And I do think that Bischoff had something to do with the gradual tweaking, as we saw Page become this thing that was different from everything else. And it was funny because I don't care. Then he became a stalker. Boy, did Vince take that and run with it. <laughs> it do, do we think that Page is the one who was worst handled out of the transfer over once Vince won the company?
1: Buddy, I, I think you could make that argument. Now that if I put it all together, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty terrible. <laughs> Multi
2: time multi-time WCW world heavyweight champion
0: now becomes stalker of Undertaker's wife. Yeah. Dude, thank y'all so much. This was great. And I appreciate y'all for coming in. I appreciate you for letting me have my little vanity project there for a second. And y'all have a great, great mother's day. Appreciate y'all. This has been a go home heat production. I would like to thank contributors, go home heat members, Justin and Jamel for being on this episode. Justin, you cannot find anywhere on social media because he does not want to be found. Jamil Davis is on the Twitter machine with at Jamal Steele. He is a rapper. He is an activist. He works at Black Vote Matters. And he has been an excellent addition to what we do here at Go Home Heat. Thank you for listening. Check out our friends at the Gin project the ginn project.com check out our friends at the daily smart your one-stop shop all things pro wrestling look for us in the podcast section there like us follow us subscribe to us get in touch with us at go home heat one and folks let me know what you think let me know if you want to talk about it Taro. and go home